I'm Milena. And I'm Jan. We're with Latina Life. Latina Life. <laughs> and we're super excited to have on um, a great friend of mine, Jen. Yes. So Millie Almodovar, who is a TV and beauty lifestyle expert. I'm so excited to hear about your story. But first, I want to hear about how you two first met, because you guys have known each other for some time now, right? Yes. Um, a good friend of mine, Josh, introduced us and said, you know what? I have a great TV um, person that you're going to like, beauty expert. And I said, okay, let's meet. And then I met her and Millie like I'm always trying to support my Latina sisters out there. And I was like, absolutely, because she has, you know, she delivers on her, the beauty expert. So any beauty, Millie's my go-to. So hi, hi, babe. It was, I think it was love at first sight for me too. Absolutely. I absolutely loved you. Um, and Josh spoke so highly of you and anyone Josh likes, I always end up loving but you were like beyond. I was like, this woman's amazing. Let's be besties. And I think mm -hmm. we've done that. <laughs> yep. And in, and Millie's in New York. So she yeah. is, you know, she, we've been working back and forth from New York, Los Angeles. So it's been really yeah. fun. So Millie, yeah. we're going to dive right into your background because you have a very interesting background on how you broke into the business of the beauty world as a Latina. Um, right. And, but it didn't start off that way. No. No. So I grew up in South Jamaica, Queens, which is probably one of the worst neighborhoods in America. It's terrible. Um, and I grew up and, and, you know, I, I at like 22, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I was working in finance at that time, making a lot of money because you can make a lot of money in finance very quickly, but I was really miserable. Like I hated my, my job. Um, I love the people I work with. They were great people, but I just didn't like what I was doing. So, um, I, I, you know, I stood there cause I was like, well, the money's really good. So I'm going to stay. But then at like 24, 25, I was like, I was like, I am just not happy. Like I'm not, I'm not happy. So I, I sent an email to all my friends and I was like, what do you guys think I'm good at? Like, what do you, what do you guys think I'm good at? And yeah. And my friend, I had read it in a book, in a book, like, if you don't know what you're good at in life, like ask your friends, your friends usually can tell you. So I had sent emails to all my girlfriends and I was like, what do you think I'm good at? And one of my girlfriends was like, well, you should do something with beauty because you're always giving me these beauty tips and yada, yada, yada. My other girlfriend was like, well, you should do something in TV because you're really expressive. So I was like, all right. So I quit my job in finance and I took a job. Um, I took an internship in NBC, New York. And I started interning at NBC, New York. I worked on the Weekend Today New York show. Um, because I was like, you know what? I want to do TV, but I have to find a way to get contacts. Like, you know, no, I didn't know anyone in TV. So I was like, I might as well just do it. So unpaid internship started at MT, uh, uh, NBC, moved up, met, made a lot of friends at NBC. They recommended me for a job at Fox as a PA. So I started in Fox as a PA. Um, but the whole time I had started a beauty blog and it was called Beauty Logic. So I, I ended up hating news too, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, <I> <laughs> Yeah. So I would, I would go to this news job that I hated too, because it was like constant talks about murders and like all these, you know, just bad topics, but I would come home and I would do my blog and I was really happy. So, um, I was like, okay, while I, while I'm in news, I'm going to, you know, ask these people to take me out on tapes. So I would reach out to a lot of NBC reporters, like Tom Jamis, who's like the head of, of like NBC national now or something. He would, he like did stories with me. We did tapes together. Um, so just, I could work on my on-air presence and, um, but I was still blogging. Um, and then it's so interesting because like a year later, I get an email from this girl and she's like, hi, Millie, my name is Brandy. I am um, a, um, an executive at Hearst. I'm a big fan of your blog. Cosmopolitan is starting a Latin magazine. 
And I'm such a fan of your blog. I want to invite you to the party. So I was like, all right, well, this is great. So I go to the party. Um, the, the editor in chief starts talking. She's like, this magazine is going to be for Latin women. We're going to just focus on, you know, Latin beauty. And I was just, I, I just felt like I belonged there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went up to her and mind you, I had no experience in like working for a magazine at all. Um, and I just told her, I was like, listen, I have a blog. It's called beauty logic. I will work for you. I really want to work for you. Let me know what I can do. And she like, I had given her my card too. And she kind of looked at my card, like, all right, whatever, girl. The next day she called me and she was like, hey, Millie, it's Michelle. Her name was Michelle Mulligan. I was like, oh, hi, Michelle. She's like, guess what I was doing all night? And I was like, what? And she's like, I was reading your blog. And she's like, listen, if you want, I can offer you, just off your blog, I want to offer you the beauty editor position at Cosmo. So it was crazy because, yeah, it was so insane because this is kind of, I kind of manifested this. I had kind of been saying all my life, I wanted to work for a magazine. So literally, I started working for them, you know, like a week later and I, I did that job for many years and it was the best job I ever had in my life. Yeah. It was amazing. I love that. Right. Oh, I mean, gosh, yeah. it blows me away. It's like, good opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You're doing what you're passionate about, you know, what you really yeah. in. but then you yeah. transitioned. Yeah. Right. So then I transitioned. So the whole time we were, I was in the magazine and I actually loved the job. I never stopped loving Cosmo. Like I loved it. Um, but I also wanted to do other things. So I would reach out to the PR team and I'd be like, Hey, I want to do TV. And they were really kind of weird. They were like, Oh, you don't have TV experience. Yada, yada, yada. Remember I used to work in television. So Mm -hmm. I had my own contacts. So I reached out to the people that I worked in at, um, with NBC and I had said to them, I was like, listen, I was like, can I, um, can I, uh, and she was at a station called Pix 11 at that time. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I want to do a segment and no one wants to put me on because I don't have any experience. So she was like, absolutely come on, we're going to give you your first segment. And from there, it was like, it just took off. And I realized um, while I was at Cosmo, I was like, you know what? I loved working at Cosmo, but I really love doing TV so much more. Um, and it was interesting because then Cosmo shut down, um, you know, the magazine shut down. And then I just, you know, just the, the transition to, to TV to, and solely TV was pretty natural because I had, I already had the context. I already had all the shows and I thought that they weren't going to hide, you know, they weren't going to want to use me anymore because I didn't have the magazine to back me up anymore because it was closed. And they were like, no, no, you know, I, we definitely want you, you know, to, to come on. And that's a big thing for me as I always tell people that before anything, relationships are everything like right. relationships are number one. Like you cannot think that you can do something and, you know, be an asshole or, or not like have any sort of relationship with the person you work with and think that they're going to like call you or contact you again. Like, that's crazy. Like you have to make sure that everyone you work with, you have, you build a relationship with them so they can sit so they can always consider you for other things, you know? Absolutely. And now you are a brand ambassador for different beauties and you basically work for yourself. Right. right. So I basically work for myself. So I do a lot of TV stuff. I also am a, a spokesperson for Viviscal, which is the number one hair growth supplement in America. So I, I do all of their um, TV outreach. Um, and yeah, I do a lot of TV stuff. I also have a consulting business that I do where a lot of people, they don't know about the Hispanic culture. They don't know how to reach out to Hispanic women. Universally, mm-hmm. Hispanic women are the number one buyers of beauty products in the world. We over index everybody in, in, you know, in buying power for beauty. So they, brands are like, well, how do, you know, how do we reach out to them? And they usually call me and, and, you know, I let them know. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I have so many questions. First, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
starting back, going back to when you were in finance, I take it you're probably, maybe if not the only Latina, one of the few Latinas in that industry. What was that? I know it was tough. It's different than TV and beauty, but what, what were some of the challenges as a Latina that you, that you faced? I think, you know, I I was really lucky because I worked for a hedge fund and it was really small. Um, But I think people don't take you seriously. Um, you know, I walked in there, I'm a little curvier than a lot of the, a lot of the other girls there. And even if I put on shorts, I can't cover anything, you know, I'm Dominican is just, it is hard to cover. So I think that it was kind of hard to, you know, I think they, like there was, you know, little jokes and stuff like that, but I let them know right away. Like, I don't play that shit. Like, mm-hmm. so, sorry, I don't know. Like, I was very like, I don't play that, you know, and once they realized that she's not, you know, that I wasn't, you know, even like you know, thinking about, it, I think they, they took me, so people will only treat you the way you allow them to. So if you let them know from the get, like, don't talk to me like that. Don't play with me like that. Mm-hmm. They won't do it again. So I think from there, like, you know, it was, you know, from there on, it was fine. Um, I worked, I worked there for a few years and have, and still keep in contact with a lot of people there. Cause they were actually really good people. Um, but yeah, I think in the beginning, it was, you know, they, they thought I was not, not, they, they thought they couldn't take me seriously. And now, and then they realized like, oh, we can't play with this one. She's no joke. You know? So I, I think that was probably the biggest challenge. Kudos to you, because I kind of feel like sometimes, you know, especially Latinas, maybe even Latinos too, feel like they can't say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. Like, especially if they're one of the first, you kind of put your head down and you just you blend in mm-hmm. and you go forward, but you have this fearlessness about you. I can tell. Well, I think that, you know, with me, it was always like, I would rather, I'm not going to go to a job that I don't feel comfortable with. I think Mm -hmm. that when you are unhappy in the workplace, like it's the worst, that's your life. Like that's where you're spending most of your life. So I never wanted to go to work and feel like uncomfortable. I had girlfriends that used to like throw up when they had to go to work. And I'm like, I don't want that life, you know? So Mm -hmm. from the get, yeah, you know, I was a little nervous to tell people like, don't play with me like that. But in the end, I felt like it was, I gained a lot of respect, like, because then, you know, they knew, like, we can't mess with Millie, like, you know, she's no joke. So, yeah, I was nervous about it, but I would rather have lost my job than, than worked in a toxic environment. That, that was the way I looked at things. That's true. Millie, I'm really interested in asking you this question. We you actually touched a little bit about it, how, you know, Latinas are like one of the biggest consumers in regards to the right. beauty but I still feel like the representation, even in the beauty market and the outreach is slim to almost none. What were some, what's the challenges you faced before and now in regards to, you know, getting people to target our demo? Um, I think in terms of um, beauty, um, there was just nothing. Like they had no idea, like how do you, you know, target. And the thing about Hispanics and, and you know, or Latinos or whatever, is that we, there's, we're, there's different, we're different. It's not like, you know, yeah. we're, you know, Dominicans and Mexicans and Puerto Rico, we're not the same. So they didn't know like how, you know, they thought that everyone, honestly, a lot of brands were just like, well, you know, isn't everyone just like Mexican? And I'm like, no, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of differences, you know, in, within, within each of us. So I had to basically go in there and tell them, you know, what the different, and I worked with a lot of brands doing that, especially when I was at Cosmo for Latinas, um, because that was when brands realized like, holy crap, Hispanic women spend most, the most money on beauty products, more than anybody. So they were like, well, how do we target them, you know, more? So I had to go in and just basically explain to them like, okay, well, if you're dealing with, you know, a certain a person from Mexico, from Peru or, or, you know, from Dominican Republic, these are certain things you have to look at. And these are certain things you have to, you know, and it, it was, you know, it was, 
they were clueless. And I think they're better now, but I think they're still clueless. You know, I think, I think even now, I think they're trying a lot more now. Um, but I do still see like there, there needs to be more done, you know? Um, now in terms of television, when I started television, I don't remember ever seeing anyone on that looked like me on American TV. Um, I saw a lot of, you know, girls on quite a few, you know, 41, 40, you know, 47 and Telemundo and, and, um, Univision that looked like me. But I remember when I was going into television, my parents even telling me like, well, girl, you know, and this is Latin people do this all the time. They're like, well, do you have a backup plan? Because there's no one that looks like you. And I'm like, well, can I, you know, can I like be the person, you know, be the first person? And my parents were like, come on, like, you know, it's not going to happen. And it was kind of my goal. Like, I was like, I really want to go on TV and be this Afro-Latina, be this brown girl, you know, and, and, and I want other girls to see me and know that it's possible. Like, it, you know, that you can be on TV no matter where you come from. So um, anyway, so when I, when I try to go on, you know, at first we, Cosmo, um, honestly, they weren't really that supportive. They were like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, you know, the way I am is if you don't do it for me or if you say no to me, then I'm, I, I feel like I'm just asking the wrong person. So I just took, I did it myself. And I went and I started reaching out to the context that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I want to go on TV, you know, and I want to talk about this. And, you know, people that I had worked with before at NBC, um, you know, on the Today Show, they were like, yeah, let's put you on. Let's put you on. So, you know, I got on TV. And I remember when I first got on, I had all these people messaging me um, like, oh, my God, like, I just saw you on TV. I've never seen someone that looks like you on TV. Um, I, or, you know, they may have seen me on, they may have seen someone that looked like me on like a show, but not on like a news channel, you know, where yeah. you have a brown Dominican girl, um, you know, going on American TV or on American national shows talking, you know, about beauty or, you know, so they were, I, I, I remember getting those emails and, and realizing like, man, I really want to do this more so mm-hmm. that more women and more girls that look like me realize that it's possible. So mm-hmm. every time I do like good morning America or, or like, you know, Wendy, I do Wendy a lot. I always get some email from some mom or from some, you know, Latin girl, like, Oh my God, you know, I love seeing you on TV, you know, before you, I really hadn't seen anyone that looked like me. Um, and that just makes me feel so proud and so happy. Um, but there definitely has to be more, there has to be more of me. I want more of me. I want more girls. Like I am the least competitive person. I always, I usually tell my intern, like in five years, I want you guys to have my job because I feel like what's for me is for me. And what's for you is for you. So I'm always telling girls like, yo, the girl, especially a lot of social media girls, I'm always telling them, why don't you try to do TV so that more, you know, you, you, you have not just social media, you have, um, you know, you know, you have television too, and then more girls can see you. So for me, I, I really want more of, more of us on television. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's important. And I think that you're, you are breaking barriers in the sense of like, there are so many people that look like you. There's so many young women that are, are you, and you're one in like the thousands that other people see, which are millions. Like like you. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, millions, yeah. Because yeah. we still have so much to achieve. I mean, we've got a lot, a lot of barriers to break. Barriers to break. And you've done that because we even did Fab Life. You know, oh, right. part of that. So oh, that was that's big. And for a lot of people that don't know, it was a lifestyle show. You worked with heavy hitters, Chrissy Teigen, Tyra Banks. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you really were, you really have come a long way. What so, was that like? What was that like working, you know, with so, them? So here's the interesting thing. Um, I had just gotten laid off when oh. I got the call from the Fab Life. 
And I got a call from Tommy. I don't know if Tommy still works. No, actually, I don't know if Tommy Crumb still works for NBC, but she was like, you know, um, a woman at NBC, big, big wig at NBC. And she she messaged me and she was like, um, you know, I want you to um I want you to to host the show for a few days because we want to see if you if you can do the show. Um so I was like, holy crap, amazing. Um, I just got fired, so I can go anytime you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a perfect timing. <laughs> hey, I just got laid off. Let me check my schedule. Yeah, I mean. Free, laid off. So I was like, yeah, I was like, let's do this. So NBC, you know, they flew me to, um, they flew me to LA and um, I worked with Chrissy Teigen, who is one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. I really um, fell in love with her. She is really one of the nicest human beings um, I've ever met. And I'll be honest with you, um, I did not do well on that show. I was very nervous. Mm -hmm. I was um, really like, um, I just couldn't memorize anything. I don't know what the hell was going on in my brain that day or the, or the three days I worked there, but I was terrible. Like they had to keep restarting the show. Chrissy Teigen was doing that lip sync show and she was late because of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was awful like I was like oh, oh my god but here's why I love Chrissy because I was it was terrible like I was bad um they were constantly late because of me and um I remember that I was crying one day because I did so bad and she just came up to me and gave me a hug she was just beyond kind like just really mm -hmm. really kind and I would say that here's an, one, one thing I learned about the show is that, so I did the show, I did it for four days and I did awful. I will be the first to tell you that I did not do that a good job on that show. I think it was nerves. I think it was, you know, the first time I had actually, you know, I had done these little, you know, I'd done these talk shows, but I never hosted a show for like an hour. So mm. I do these, sh I, you know, so I kept screwing up and I remember crying and I call, called my mom and I was like, oh my God, like I'm never working TV again. I did so terrible. Um, but what I learned from that though, is like that you can always pick yourself up. So I had said like, you know, and you can always, you know, you can always, you can always pick yourself up and you can always um, just keep, you, you should always keep going. So I did that. I did the show. I didn't, I, I came home. I was depressed. I cried for like two weeks in bed. Um, and then I saw the show because, you know, they, the, mm -hmm. it, it comes on on TV like a month later they had edited and it looked like I did an amazing job. I was like, what? Damn, editing is amazing. <laughs> because I did awful and it looked really great. But then from there, it was just like, okay, well, now once I saw that, I was like, all right, well, you know what? I, you know, I started looking at the bright side. I'm like, hold up. Like how many people get called to do a national show for right. a few days? I must have some sort of talent. So, you know, from there, I just, I just, you know, just kept going. You didn't give up. I didn't give up and I, I will never give up. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, I think true. what yeah. I love about you is the fact that you just are so honest and you're like, I messed up. I mean, cause it's and true. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Everybody does. Mistakes. And you can't let that, you didn't let that stop you. I mean, now you've gone on even more national show, like national shows. You're involved yeah. with all these huge brands. I mean, you work with some of the biggest brands in the industry, right? You've done yeah. stuff with Dove, Neutrogena, Everything. like yeah. Oil and Like you really, yeah. really have partnered with these multi-million dollar brands and I don't think people realize how hard that is because those opportunities just don't always happen so um kudos to you for always doing that and kudos for you Thank trying you. to you know just really represent so many of us in so many different ways right because there are so many of us that don't get represented and I just think that that's fantastic so I think it's awesome yeah okay so now while we have right. it here 
Mm-hmm. So you're a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. Here, come closer to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. We're all vaxxed. We're all vaxxed. We're vaxxed. We're vaxxed. I'm back too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm here a wealth of information. So we had some questions for you. Yeah, sure. Fashion, a beauty question. Beauty, beauty questions. questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So for me, we talked a little bit about this before. You know, my, when I was younger, I had this beautiful, voluminous hair and of course, have two kids and my hair is thinned out. The whole thing is about making sure I don't lose any more hair. And I've tried everything from a whole biotin thing mm-hmm. to like apple cider, you know, shampoo. What's what is um, the best advice you can give to anyone in my situation? So when I was the beauty editor at Cosmopolitan, I used to have my column. It was called Ask Millie. And we would get thousands of questions. And, you know, that was like one of the top questions we got. It was women who were losing their hair mm-hmm. and they were just like, what the hell is going on? So. I reached out, I remember, to a, um, he was like a psychologist, that's what you call them. And he said a few things. He told me, many women, if you use sunscreen, you're probably vitamin D deficient, and that can lead to hair loss. If you're a woman person of color, you're probably vitamin D deficient too, because your skin can't absorb. And vitamin D deficiency, there's a direct link to that. And hair loss, vitamin B12 deficiency, you, you may not have enough protein in your diet. Are you eating enough protein? Oh, yeah, probably then, no. Yeah. You may, you may not have enough protein in your diet. You might be using too many hair products that are clogging your hair follicle. He says he doesn't want to, and if you're stressed, do you know that when you are stressed, the, your body releases extra cortisol and when that, and cortisol is a hormone that your body makes. And normally it's, it's fine to release it, but if it releases too much, it stops your hair from growing. So those were all the reasons that he gave me like for there's not and he also told me that there's nothing topical you can use to start your hair from growing i know there's all these concoctions that you see yeah, he said yeah. hair growth starts from within yeah it starts from within and that's pretty much like the only way that you can make your hair grow is from within it's not from like putting something on your hair it's a diet great great tips and then obviously yeah. foundation for because all of us we're all latinas right from different places but clearly we're all different, different shades, shades. So, um, how to, how, what, what do you recommend? Like, is there like certain lines that you recommend for foundation or what are your tips there? So, so Rihanna's line, she just came out with this right now. I don't think anyone should have like, I don't know, New York, it's like tomorrow's going to be 90 degrees. I don't know how, what it is. In, wow. uh, yeah. It's cooler now. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah, so New York's going to be 90 degrees tomorrow. And today it was funny because I was walking to the supermarket and I saw this woman, it's like 80 today. And she had on foundation, but her face was so, it was like her foundation, she had so much makeup that her face looked really oily and and greasy. It looked like her foundation was actually melting off. That's not the look we want. We want to do, so Rihanna, she has this really great new product. It's called the um, Fenty Blur. Mm. Oh my God. I put this on my skin. It's super lightweight. It feels almost like a tinted moisturizer, but it's a little thicker than a tinted moisturizer. You don't even need to use a brush. You can use it with your fingers and literally just put it on. Like you put a lotion on your face. And honestly, it looks like your skin. It looks like your skin. I think it's, I think there's like 40 shades of it. I mean, I absolutely love it. And what I like too about it is that when I wear my mask, I wear a lot, I wear disposable mask a lot because I, um, because I just don't like the cloth mask. A lot of times it'll leave like a, like a thing on my skin here. So I always do the disposable. And when I take the mask off, there's not that much makeup on the mask. Okay. So it doesn't look, yeah. Cause you know, sometimes the, the mask can look really dirty and it's like, oh, I don't want to put that back on my face. So mm-hmm. not with that. It doesn't, there's not a lot of transfer with it either. So for our, so for Latinas, you recommend definitely like something less. Cause I feel like Latin women, we have oily yeah. skin. Most of us have oily skin. Yeah. yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, if when you're in the, we, that's another thing we learned in Cosmo is that women of color, most of the time we have, we tend to have more oilier skin, which is great. You know, the more melanin you have and the oily your skin has and the oily your skin is, the less aging you'll see. Your problems really aren't going to be wrinkles. It's probably going to be more, you know, dark spots that you get from like yes. So with women of color, that's our, that's really our big problem is the hyperpigmentation that you get from pimples, not really the wrinkles because we're really lucky with the the melanin in our skin almost acts like a natural sun protection and the oiliness of our skin is constantly hydrating our skin. So I always say, if you do have oilier skin type, you want to stick to something light because if you go, you know, super like heavy, like this woman today, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. I don't care how good it looked when she first applied it. When I saw her. Looks like her face was melting off. You know, <laughs> oh, you don't want yeah. that. No. Yeah. Don't date the walking dead. I know. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you recommend for, I mean, I guess closing tips, you know, like what do you recommend to Latino women out there for um like just you know, any type of advice? So here's a few the like I said, the, the biggest when I was a beauty editor at Cosmo, I would have focus groups every week because I was like, I want to know what these girls are thinking, yada, yada. So we'd invite 20 girls every Friday for pizza in our offices. Oh, and the number one problem, yeah, the number one problem, Cosmo had a big budget at that time. But <laughs> the number, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I would bring these girls in and it was every week, the same thing. I don't, I'm not worried about wrinkles. I'm worried about these damn dark marks I get on my oh, face. Yeah. Like it's constant. Mm-hmm. Like what, every time I have like some sort of inflammation, some sort of pimple, I get a dark mark. So I always tell everyone, invest, in a good vitamin C product. You yeah. want vitamin C. It brightens your skin. It improves the appearance of, of any fine lines and wrinkles you have, but it also reduces hyperpigmentation. It knocks out those hyperpigmentations. Now, a lot of people like glycolic acid, lactic, lactic acid, but acids yeah. can be harsh. Vitamin C, if you start off with like 10%, you'll be fine. And it really, really does make a huge difference on your skin. And it also helps your sunscreen work better. So if you oh, want to yeah. definitely put it on in the morning, before you put your sunscreen and it actually does help your sunscreen work better. And then the next tip I would do is invest in a navy blue eyeliner. I tell everyone this, people are like, navy blue eyeliner. Yes, when you put a navy blue eyeliner, and this is actually a tip that I got from the makeup artist um, when I was a PA at um, Fox and I would have to come in at four in the morning for Good um, good Day New York. She would use dark blue eyeliner on a lot of the women. And I was like, why are you using dark? Why not just black? And she's like, because dark blue eyeliner, it makes the whites of your eyes look white look really, really white, like much whiter. So I use, I use it and I'm telling you, it really does make a huge difference. Like you would okay. think that, oh, no, great. it does. I, know. I, I didn't know that. that one. I had no idea. I, really I, love that. Yeah. I always thought it was like white, but I guess not. So I yeah. like that. Navy That's blue. And the, the good thing about navy blue is that it, it's such a subtle like change from black that if people, you know, it doesn't look, it looks good. I feel like it looks good on just about everybody. So I would tell everyone invest in a good navy blue eyeliner for sure. Okay. Awesome. And yeah. any like um, summer like beauty trends that you're excited about or you're going to try? Yeah. So again, it's all about the, the tinted moisturizers. Okay. Again, exactly. the highlighters are back. Everyone is using a highlighter now because oh, cracks are off. So you can actually see them now. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of just palette. You know, last year there was like a makeup sales were plummeting. I mean, no one was buying makeup. Everyone was really focused on skincare. This year, they're now seeing an uptick in the makeup again because people are going out now. So a lot of palettes, I'm seeing so many really beautiful, bright, bright palettes. Stop being like, I have so many girls like, oh, I only stick to neutrals. Come on. It's a hot girl summer. Put on some nice, I want some, see some, mm-hmm. some blues, some greens on your lids. It really does look beautiful. Like when you put like a blue eyeshadow or even a green eyeshadow, it makes the browns of your browns, your, the browns of your eyes just pop. 
Okay. I would definitely yeah, do that. Yeah, because yeah, I never do that. So thank you for the tip. Yeah, <laughs> that is us. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and I hope to see you at some point here oh, on wait, the West Coast. Before you go, yeah. to, because mm -hmm. um, you obviously have your background in finance, and I was talking to Melena about this. You know, I kind of feel like as Latinas, um, when it comes to money, sometimes we're we're good about maybe saving, but it's about how do we make it so that it grows, like. You know, what's what's the tip that you learned being in finance about like investing so that you are able to multiply what you have? Like what what's the um I feel like it's it's just oh gosh, this is a girl I worked in finance like 18 years, 18 years ago. Do I have I, tips? <laughs> <laughs> I think I need tips. Oh, like, tip away. Um I would say, you know, my boss was always, you know, my boss had kids and he was always like his kids were investing. He had his kids learning about the market from when they were like eight years mm -hmm. old, nine years old. I mean, his son was telling me about the stock market when he was like 10. And I'm like, so that's what I've been kind of teaching my son um, is about investing. And like, you know, just, um, you know, he's, you know, we have no knows my son. We have him like reading, like I, I, my brother is in finance. My brother has him like reading the Wall Street Journal and telling him, what stocks do you like? Why do you like these stocks? You know, so I would say, um, I don't know, like I would, you know, I honestly, I'm not the best investor in my money. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling Josh that I'm like, you know, Josh, I need to get better about investing. Um, but teach her from your kids from a young age, like, yeah. you know, because I, we don't do that in Latin countries. It's just no, like, save your money, no. put your money in savings or yeah. put it under the mattress. Work hard, and, save your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you want your money. You know, I feel like also there's a lot of distrust between like, the Hispanics in the bank, they're like, oh no, they're going to take my money. I'm like, no, you need to like mm -hmm. not take it out of the mattress and put it in, but you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, teach the kids, teach, teach the, the kids. Cause it's, it's, up to us. it's really up to us, like right. to change things. So, you yeah. know, really, well, thank you're you so much. Things. We're I so happy so appreciate you. I'm so proud of you. Keep it going. Yeah. Thank and you guys. Wait. Hopefully we'll all be able to see each other because you're in New York, we're in Los Angeles. So, um, Everything's we hope that we can soon, see each other so. soon at some point. I hope so. Whether it be on either coast, but thank you so much, Millie, for the tips and yeah, the absolutely. advice and just for, you know, spending time with us today. We're so excited to have thank you on. Thank you, guys. Thank you.